The following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network and ChicagoBears.com. Download the Chicago Bears official mobile app for up-to-the-minute Bears content every day. And now, welcome to Bears All Access, your all-access pass into Chicago Bears football. Bears All Access is brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by Athletico Physical Therapy and Art Van Furniture and Mattress. A pleasant good evening, everybody, and welcome in to this week's edition of Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy with Tom Thayer, my broadcast partner from News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM WBBM, and Jim Miller in Michigan from Sirius XM NFL Radio's Moving the Chains. As we bring you this week's edition after Thursday last week, uh, you would think not a lot has transpired, fellas, in the last four days, but plenty, plenty has and plenty will in the coming hours and days because uh, the league new year starting shortly, free agency, but this NFL and NFLPA uh, CBA vote that was scheduled for tomorrow postponed now till Saturday. They get a two-day extension. There's lots to break down and all that, and we'll do that in this segment. We'll also be joined tonight by two Bears, Buster Screen joining us tonight. That'll be around 6.30, and also joining us will be veteran wide receiver Javon Wim. So a lot to check in with the fellas and check in with you guys. Uh, let me just get reactions from the two of you right now on, on this CBA situation. You know, to me, Jeff, it seemed like it was going it, it was working out to be a little bit easier than I think we all thought before this process ever started. I'm not necessarily disappointed. I think the conversation, um, a better understanding of the language, and – it might help more people come on board because as many uh, uh, the superstars that are in angst of signing this new contract, a majority of these guys that have interest in signing this contract are still in the early stages in the development of their career and, and their their wealth management. Yeah, it's, it's it's interesting. I think the league's kind of in a holding pattern right now, Jeff, until the CBA potentially is ratified and like you said it's been pushed back now till saturday the players have till uh midnight it it sounds like to place their votes um but i think everybody's kind of in a standstill right now teams can technically the deadline for the franchise tag is thursday and i'm wondering if if the players push their vote back in order to to count all the votes i'm wondering if the league does the same because to me it would be very difficult for teams to conduct business when they don't even have the rules yet uh, of a new CBA or without a new CBA. So whichever way it goes, it's going to change the direction of how teams conduct business. So you just wonder if that franchise tag window will be pushed back, much like the the players' votes to be counted has been pushed back till Saturday. And that, that may be uh, in the cards here within the next 24 hours, I would think. And still a, a president's job, still on the uh, the docket as well. And the NFLPA, several players nominated. I, I was interested to see what Sam Acho, the former Bear, and now Tampa Bay Buck, had to say uh, about it. He supports uh, this particular offer from the National Football League owners and said that basically 1% of the population of players are against it. The other 99% have something to gain from it. And he breaks it all down very well, as as we would expect him to do. And it does involve the increase in minimum salaries and the extra playoff game and the extra 17th game as benefiting those guys. The superstar players, though, as we discussed on Thursday of last week, uh, may not all be on board with that type of deal. And then you got Russell Okun. Jim, we'll start with you. Russell Okun, who's up for this as well, he's already on that committee, uh, is uh, reportedly accusing 
the executive director of the union, Damara Smith, of trying to push this thing through without uh, listening to or taking seriously the objections of the entire group of players, including the executive committee. What's your stance on this? What are you hearing on this? Well, I don't know for Russell Okun to come in at this late state and uh, stage and say, you know, basically it's it's against uh, their uh, <laughs> what, what should I say their rules of of how they conduct business. They've been negotiating for over three hundred days, over three hundred. What's been in bad faith? I would say, according to to Russell Okun, all those players have been informed. Every player has been in sent uh, sent uh, the file and any information that they have requested. But they had put in place, and the ball had uh, started rolling with over 300 days of negotiation. And then at the last minute, to claim that this is bad faith by the CBA, when those meetings are conducted every single month, that the player reps are abreast of the situation, and some of those guys are, are involved in the actual negotiating. Um, so I just think for, for Russell Okun, who is one of the prominent players of kind of compared to the rank and file players that make me league minimum uh, for, for, I think for him to say that I think is disingenuous at best. Yeah, I, I agree. I think there's such a separation between Russell Okun and that bottom tier of guys that are fighting for their NFL life that, you know, they, they don't have a lot in common. So, you know, when they have um, a decision that has to be made and you go out there and you try to make a headline just by putting yourself out there, it, it's. I don't think it's putting you in favor of the young guys. I just think it's trying to put your name out there as a possible candidate to take this thing over. Well, he uh, apparently has proposed uh, a bad faith uh, filing and an unfair labor practice charge with the National Labor Relations Board as it impacts the CBA. All kind of stuff. We could talk about this all day. I know fans don't love talking about this stuff, but it is a top headline right now in the National Football League. But when we come back, we'll be joined by Javon Wims, the former Georgia Bulldog and Bears wide receiver, as we continue on with Julio Rosseo and Adam Tuszynski helping us out, spinning the dials in our score studios. This is Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears, providing electricity, natural gas, and home warranty products to over 1 million customers across the country. Learn more about IGS Energy at IGS.com. Jeff Joniak, top there, Jim Miller with you, and pleased to be joined by veteran Bears receiver Javon Wims to the program right now. Javon, how you doing? You've been on the show a couple of times, and uh, off-season going all right? Yeah, off-season good. Thank you for having me. What are you up to? Uh, currently I'm in, uh, New Hampshire, you know, vacation with girlfriend. She's up here. So she's from here. So that's where I'm at currently. Very good. And, uh, what amount of attention are you paying to what's going on with the, uh, the CBA right now? Um, well, you know, I'm just keeping an eye on it. Uh, just getting more information from the older guys, you know, whenever it's time to make decisions and stuff like that. So, you know, I just be keeping a, a, a good eye on it. I, I haven't been too deep involved in it, but I've been keeping a good enough eye on it. You know, Javon, there's a lot of people that's going to take care of this collective bargaining agreement and get it taken care of. What are you doing to Javon Wims? Do we've seen your talent, but how can we see an expanded role by Javon Wims? Uh, just you know, just uh, focus every year. I try to just grow every year. You know, from my um, it started way back since I was joining Georgia. You know, I didn't. Every year, just find a way to grow and be, and you know, have the, a better following year. And you know, I did that my um, senior year at Georgia, from my junior year to senior year, and then from my rookie to uh, sophomore season. 
you know, I think I've definitely made a jump. So now it's just third year, trying to make a permanent jump and um, just pretty much solidify that I could be an NFL starter. Well, J- Javon, obviously you're, you mentioned about getting uh, the information from whether it's your player reps, and I assume you've been in those meetings, and being a player and a, being a part of the union, you are a dues member. Uh, that pays. I mean, how, you know, for a young player when you come into the NFL, how interested were you in that information, whether it's DeMore Smith is laying out or your Bears player reps to really inform you of the partnership you have with NFL owners in the NFL? Um, obviously when you, you know, we first get in the NFL, uh, you just try and just focus on, you know, you know, smaller things and, you know, things are right now, but as I, you know, the season went over, as I got more information on it, you know, I became intrigued by just, you know, and the, sitting in the meetings, listening to guys' opinions and, uh, thinking, you know, how this can affect every guy from the, uh, oldest player on the team to the youngest player on the team. So, you know, I definitely just, you know, been keeping a good ear to it and a good eye to it. Javon Wims, our guest here on Bears All Access, presented by IGS Energy on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Uh, Javon joined by top there, Jim Miller and myself, Jeff Joniak. Uh, Javon, in terms of what your offseason plan is in, in terms of the physical aspect of it, do you have anything up your sleeve different than you've done in other years getting ready physically to play the game? And what are you asking of yourself in that regard? Oh, uh, well, you know, different from a lot of years. You know, I would just train, 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 and sometimes over-train. This year I'm being a little bit more smarter. And, uh, just I know my body now, and, um, you know, I know how to train myself now. I know how to, uh, you know, get the right people, the right trainers. Um, you know, I know my nutrition. I know what I need to eat, what I don't need to eat. So i definitely um, just been smarter about it this year. Javon, there's a lot of coaching changes on the offensive side of the ball, but there's consistency with your position coach. You know, when you talk about the amount of coaches that you go through in college and some guys go through in the NFL, how important it has been for you to have consistency at your position, Coach? Man, it's been amazing. Um, you know, I love you know I love learning from the coach I have now. Um, you know, he's he's awesome, and it, it just shows you know his work. Not only is just been speaking for itself. Um, you know, things he teach. You know, not only just me, but the other receivers. You know, we go out and we try to perform to the best of our abilities, and what we learn it, you know, it pretty much shows. And it's a, um, every player, they, I feel like, you know, we all made a jump. So I think um, it just shows how great of a coach he is, and it's very just important just to have that same consistency. Well, is it different? Like when you go back, say in 2018, and you watch your plays and the contributions that you made, and then you you watch last year's tape and you see how different of a player you are, or maybe areas you have improved. Uh, so, so greatly. I mean, does that surprise you? How, how different in things that you learn and how much better you are as, as a player? And and I guess, w- what do you focus on now when you go back and watch the tape to say, hey, I can make a huge improvement again? Well, yeah, you you you're right. Um, you know, it's a tale of uh, two players. You know, um, my coach sat me down and he showed me 2018 version of me, rookie version. And he showed me some clips of me last year, and you know, you absolutely right. it looks like two different players and. You know, where I go from now is I look at, you know, the player from first year. I look at the player from last year, and then I look at the things that I like, and I looked at it was a lot of things I didn't like. So the things I didn't like, you know, I just correct those things. And now around this time next year when I'm looking back at this player, you know, of this coming season, hopefully I'm able to say, um, well, I know I'll be able to say, yeah, I definitely corrected a lot of things I did years uh, leading to. Hey, Javon, what what is it that you liked and what is it? that you didn't like about as you did your self-analysis and, and how do you parlay that into 
you know, making a bigger impact. You had 18 for 186 and a touchdown last season. You got more playing time uh, than you did. Uh, is there is there something concrete that you can tell us? Um, well, I, I know I've always been an opportunistic player, and um, I've always just made the most of my opportunities, but there are some opportunities I definitely left out there last year. You know, I'm not proud of myself for, and, you know, I definitely want to correct. Um, just mainly just, you know, keep being a technician, trying to run sharp for us. And, um, you know, I, I have pretty good route running. You know, I focus on, you know, releasing off the line scrimmage and the things that people said I couldn't do. So I do those things fairly well now. Now is just putting it all together and showing that I could do it not only every Sunday, but every day throughout the week. And, you know, when I roll out of bed, I'm the same consistent player, which is, you know, I, I believe myself I'll be a great player in this league one day. But just putting it all together now and just being more consistent with it. Hey, Javon, you know, you had a great block last year on Cordero Patterson's kickoff return for a touchdown. You know, when you try to transfer the blocking ability of a wide receiver to your blocking uh, responsibilities as a special teamer, has the two of them helped each other combine to do each of them better? Um, It definitely has helped. And, you know, one thing I had to learn, you know, blocking is great technique. But also, a lot of times blocking is, you know, just the one to you got to want to, you know, be able to do it. And, you know, CP is a guy, you know, on our team that's, you know, he's a great returner. So, you know, I will be doing a disservice not only to the team, but, you know, to somebody who's a great returner if I didn't, you know, go out there and, you know, I try and block as if I'm trying to run around and get open. And that's how I just attribute. That's how I approach every block and even on offense. If there's an opportunity for me to make a good block, you know, to help a runner get, you know, five or eight or ten or whoever long extra amount of yards after contact, then, you know, that's what I'm going to do. Are you open to change? Because, you know, you look at all the offensive changes and in terms of the coaching staff. Granted, wide receiver stays the same with, with Mike Fury, but how the offense could be structured differently and how your role could could be different uh, with the change. Are you open to it, I guess, from that standpoint? Um, You know, obviously, if the team needed me to and it made sense, then, you know, obviously, you know, I, I, I'd be willing to make the change. But if it's a change, you know, that I think wouldn't help the team if you know, if I it's something I've you know, I, I don't we all don't see that I'll be great at in order to help, then you know it would make sense. But if the if the change made sense, then you know, I I'd definitely be willing to do it. All right, uh we're gonna let you go, Javon. I appreciate you coming on, but I would be remiss if I didn't bring up uh some of your bulldogs coming into the league, you know. You, you wanna be in this uh, yeah. business someday. You wanna be in a communication business, right? So you know, give us a of little course. thumbnail. You got Jake Fromm. You got the two big offensive linemen, Andrew Thomas and Isaiah Wilson. You got DeAndre Swift. That's just to name a few, but four guys on offense that uh, fans might be interested in knowing about. Well, you know, you just named some great guys. Everybody knows. You know, the headliners are uh, Jake Fromm and um, DeAndre Swift, so I don't need much time speaking on those guys. You know, they, they're the headliners. But Brian Herrien, great running back. Um you know, run hard. He's going to run between your face. He'll catch the ball. He's a, a great special teams player. You know, he gives nothing but effort, and he's reliable. Um, you know, Andrew Thomas, great offensive lineman. You know, he's uh, he's going to remind you a lot of, of Isaiah Wilson. He went to, um, you know, Zay went to uh, the Patriots the year Sony, and Zay went to the Patriots first round together, and which was my draft year. And um, Solomon Kelly, you know, is a guy, he's, he came along, and, you know, he definitely showed how great he can be. Uh, fun fact, I used to make Solomon from the same area, so I played Solomon many times in high school basketball. The kid is athletic. 
<laughs> so are you. It's an unbelievable crop of offensive weapons coming out of that program the last uh, many years, and uh, you're one of them. So looking forward to see you once the offseason program begins, and thanks for taking out some time. Enjoy the rest of your vacation. Oh, no problem. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Our pleasure. Javon Wims, our guest. Buster Screen coming up at the bottom of the hour, but up next, Tom and Jim and Bears Talk here on Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. This segment of Bears All Access is brought to you by Old Spice. Never let a friend lose his swagger. Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, and Jim Miller with you as you break down the Bears in advance of the new league year coming up on the 18th. Lots of issues to uh, break down with the CBA, hoping to get finalized and voted on by the players. And uh, we'll see if it passes. And there's so much conversation about it uh, that we could spend an entire show on it. But uh, a couple of notes. I'm going to kind of hit the news of the day, guys. Uh, but, but even before I do that, uh, Jim, you had, in that conversation with Javon Wims just now, you were intimating, okay, if, if they ask you to make a, a change, were you implying a position change? No, I just mean open to the offense. Yeah, could he move around? Could he play different positions? Is it going to be looked at differently offensively? Certainly Bill Lazor is going to bring his ideas to the table. i got to believe John Filippo is going to bring his eyes uh, to the table as well. Clancy Barone is going to have his input. Um, but, you know, what I mean by that is just how is the offense going to shift at all? Is it shifting in a different direction if, say, maybe tight end uh, isn't addressed? Is there going to be a different outlook of how they structure the offense moving forward? In terms here, Tom asked him a great question about blocking, you know, the lack of run game last year. Maybe there's some principles that are going to change and be different from that standpoint. Maybe the whole run scheme is different overall with what Juan Castillo and, and the new coaches may implement and, and how the games are going to be called differently uh, by Coach Nagy. So, I mean, I think that's all on the table because you go from 26 points a game down to 16 points a game clearly is not good enough, and you have to be open to change to do some things differently. You know, routes and catches for Javon Wims. They, everybody understands he's got the size and he's got the attributes you need. So you think of... You know, Taylor Gabriel is going to move on. Do they want to add more size over the across the line of scrimmage in every receiver? And, you know, Javon Wims, the more you get recognized because of the great effort you're putting in in practice, the more opportunities you're going to create for yourself. So as much as he's lucky to have Mike Fury still here and the consistency of that position coach that knows him, it is about – year-to-year improvement in the eyes of the GM, the scouts, and the position coaches. All right. Uh, good good guy to talk to. No question about it. The guy is definitely advancing as a player in different aspects of his game. Just got to fine-tune it a little bit. And coming up next, we're going to be joined by Buster Screen, the veteran defender at the nickel position, one of the most important ones in the NFL. Had a very good year for the Bears last year in his debut season. He's coming up next on Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 to score. If I told you my story, you would hear hope. If your story involves wanting to help and heal others, Olivet Online offers bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees in nursing and leadership. Take your life from where you are to where you will be. To hear stories of people just like you, visit online.olivet.edu. This is my story. This is my song. Cyber attack, data breach, malware, 
botnets. Think your business is immune? It's not. Malware is alive and well on most corporate networks. So you need active malware detection. You need CDW. CDW has a complimentary service called ThreatCheck. It passively monitors your network to detect malicious traffic and other risks. CDW's security experts will then analyze and explain the results and provide security recommendations. Learn more at cdw.com slash threatcheck. CDW, people who get it. Bears fans, all routes lead to touchdowns on United Airlines. Don't wait for the next home game to see your favorite team battle it out on the gridiron. Take your Chicago Bears pride on the road. With over 300 destinations worldwide, United's global coverage is a game changer. Visit united.com to book your travel today. United, proud to fly the Chicago Bears and their fans to every away game. At PNC, we're Bears fans just like you. We know that no matter how far below zero the temperature drops, your passion keeps you coming back for more. And you can get certain discounts at the game and online that help you show your passion with the Chicago Bears PNC Bank Visa Debit Card. Because with PNC, passion pays. To learn more and for details on discounts, visit pnc.com slash bearscard. Visa is a registered trademark of Visa International Service Association and used under license. Copyright 2019 PNC Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Here's to the original social media. Here's to the original white beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. The original social media since 1975. Miller Lite can be enjoyed at any time and is better enjoyed offline, preferably by three or more friends at a bar. To experience Miller Time, call a buddy right now. In fact, call two. You can do that by using the numbers next to the hashtag on your phone. We used to call it a pound sign. Once you've called your friends, there's no need to look at your phone, not even to see the time. I'll tell you what time it is. It's Miller Time. Bears fans, don't let this off-season set you off track in your health and wellness goals for the year. One simple way to stay game day ready until the start of next season is by eating smarter and healthier. From plant-based breakfast bacon to delicious burgers, your friends at Light Life have an incredibly tasty lineup of plant-based all-stars everyone will enjoy. So don't let this off-season set you off track. Try Light Life, plant-based incredible taste, available at your local grocery or natural food store. Bears All Access is brought to you by CDW. People to get it. Learn more at CDW.com. Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, Jim Miller with you on Bears All Access, this week's edition. And now joined by Bears Nickel Defender, Buster Screen. Uh, You're one as a Bear, uh, Buster. You had said many times, and, and granted, the season didn't work out the way everyone had hoped in terms of playoff aspirations um, and an 8-8 eight eight record, but it was one you enjoyed uh arguably the most in your NFL career. You still feel that way as you look back at it? Yeah. Um, yeah, we didn't go to the playoffs. And that's, you know, every team's goal to go to the playoffs and win the Super Bowl. But I do feel like um, everybody left with a positive vibe, not saying that we felt fulfilled on what we did. But we know we knew that we could have done better and we knew things that we needed to correct in the offseason. So going into the offseason, knowing what you need to correct and uh, being able to get the job done next year, is always something you can look forward to. Hey, Buster, when you look at yourself in last year, you look at your free agency of looking around, you look at the 100-year anniversary of the Chicago Bears, you look at all the buildup between the Bears and Packers game. Were, were you a complete – did you know a lot more about the Bears system by the middle end of the season than you did the first week of the season? Or – did you know enough information by the get-go that you were completely comfortable in the new scheme? 
Um, the scheme I played in this year, it was something similar to what I played in for the Jets and uh, with Dick Garon when I played in Cleveland. So, um, of course, the terminology is different. But, uh, you know, I'm a guy, aggressive guy that blitzes and plays man-to-man covers, and I feel like uh, everything that that um, Chuck called this year fit, fit my uh, skill set. Buster, Jim Miller here. Good to talk to you again. How did you come out of the season in terms of bumps and bruises, and how quickly is, is the turnaround for you when you get back at it to start working out again? No injuries all year. Um, felt really good. And uh, right after the season, I tried to get myself a week, and I just started back working out. So I started a little low maintenance and then pick it up. But right now I'm in pretty good shape. I like to, you know, stay in shape year-round so I can hang with the young guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, you've made that clear many, many times. That's your thing, right? Well, was this the first time that you can remember that you didn't have a season of, you know, at least some things that you had to attend to? Yeah, so when I played for the Jets, um played my whole career with Cleveland, my first two years with the Jets, and then my third year with the Jets, I actually missed my first game because I broke both of my hands and messed my shoulder up all in one game. So, I mean, just to be able to complete a full year, not miss any games, no reps or anything like that, it felt good. But throughout my whole career, I only missed two games. Hey, Buster, uh, you know, it would we couldn't pass up without asking you about some of the stuff that's going on with the collective bargaining agreement because you're in a different phase of your career. You've been around a couple teams. You're a veteran, but you're still a young veteran. Where are you in terms of the information that you know in the collective bargaining agreement, what they're trying to get to you guys? All right, so me as a player, I'm a vet. I know if um, we do sign – if we don't sign this deal – it won't hurt guys like me, the veterans that have been paid and, you know, like the the, the salary is different. And I, just to be clear, like a little of it still is cloudy to me. But from my understanding, if we do sign the other deal where you play 18 games, the young guys will make less money. So for me, I'm old school. Like, let's get the deal done. Um, you know, football is a different sport. It's 100% injury prone. No other sport is like that. So, yes, I believe in protecting the players, but there's a draft every year. People are replaced. It, it's, I just feel like there's so many of us. I'm all in for protecting the players, but, um, I mean, it has to be, you know, a 50-50 thing between the players and owner, where it's both fair for each side. Well, being the, the veteran that you are, how, how do you feel since when you came into the league, and I was a part of it too, Buster, you know, you, you sit in the meetings. Uh, I remember when Gene Upshaw used to get in front of us uh, when I was a, a former player, and it, it could get pretty, you know, you know pretty back and forth, uh, pretty heated pretty quickly. But that was when the right. CBA, really, that was the first deal that ever had even been done in the league. But how informed do you feel as, as a player in terms of the updates from the players' reps, from the NFLPA president, Eric Winston, and just the overall flow of information so you are informed as a player to make a, a really good decision on your vote. Well, Chase Daniels does a good job in reaching out to all the guys and definitely the vets to you know reach out to the guys in our position group. But um, like I said, like if, if you think on the business side of it, if you were an owner, it's it's hard to there's no other sport where the, where the, the roster fluctuates like the NFL roster. Right. 
so to guarantee certain things, I can't see like why it's not guaranteed. But like for me as a player, your health, everything. So I do wish that like our health benefits were a little better. But other than that, you know, I love playing the game. Like I don't. Once the game becomes too business-like, that's when I'll leave. <laughs> Buster Screen, our guest here on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. This is Barriers All Access with Tom Thayer, Jim Miller, Jeff Joniak with you. Uh, with that theme in mind, do you have a sense of where the greater part of the the Bears roster feels about this, about this particular deal? I would say so. I haven't talked to like the whole team about it, and uh, I do think we have a younger team. But I can only speak for myself. And I, if I were to say sign the deal right now, I'd probably sign the deal. I mean, there's a reason why most some of the owners don't don't want players to sign the deal and move on to the 18 game schedule. So as a player, you have 2,500 players versus 32 owners. I mean, whose pockets are deeper? The owners. Exactly. <laughs> Well, hey, Buster, I know you have an event going on with Hugo Boss, and you talk about some of the outside things you do outside of football. It seems like you're really engaged, whether it's fitness businesses or fashion. So what do you, what do you got going on over there uh, with Hugo Boss? So Hugo Boss on uh, Michigan Ave, they're dropping their 2020 spring collection, and um, they let me put the, the, the event together Um one thing Versatile does is help market brands. And uh, Hugo Boss being a big client, I mean, it's a big event for me, and I did want to invite everyone in Chicago that can show up on Thursday from 6 to 9 p.m. Free drinks on me, food, see some cool clothes, maybe buy some clothes if you want to. But the most important thing from it all, all the proceeds, or 20% of the proceeds goes to my charity, Screenway. Well, how'd you get involved in that, Buster? Because, hey, football's kind of a – everybody says it's a career, but it's more of a window till you get on to your career. And this sounds like something you'll be doing maybe once your playing days are over. Maybe just touch on that a little bit and how you got involved. Yes, I started it two years ago. And uh, part of our style is a talent agency. So, you know, a lot of guys in the NFL is like, hey, my agent doesn't give me anything off the field. Like – um, and you know, as a player, if you're not if you're not the the, the star player, agents aren't really going to go out their way to get the guy who, you know, he's he's not the top four or five guys on the team. So what Versatile does is is get guys that you know kind of f- float under the radar, four thousand dollar deals, ten thousand dollar deals, things like that, because you do have that window of playing, so you should maximize the amount of money you bring in. But um. As Versatile continues to grow, I build a lot of relationships with certain brands, and Hugo Boss is one of them. Uh, the first time I, I worked with Hugo Boss, I was actually a Jet. And, uh, you know, I made my connections through an event, and uh, they trusted me to, you know, host the event and put the event together in Chicago. So, um, I mean, it's going to be a big night for me. Hopefully, you know, it goes as planned. But uh, I'm pretty confident it'll be a good turnout. Buster Screen, our guest here on Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score on Bears All Access. Uh, lastly, before we let you go, um, Screenway itself is the charity, and I know you have the marketing firm aspect of it, and you're, you're not just repping, you know, athletes. It's, it's models and entertain anybody in the, in the entertainment business. You're, you're trying to help, obviously. It's a cool thing, but in the, in the bigger sense, what does the charity uh, do, and what, what does it do for you uh, as a – 
as a guy who's got an entrepreneurial spirit as well? Um, Screenway, we, uh, you know, we help single mothers and um, children of need. And uh, I think that's big nowadays because divorce rates are so high. Um, I feel like the world's a little bit more selfish nowadays with all social media and things like that. So there are some moms out there on their own. So uh, it's big for me to be able to, you know, give a helping hand because you never know, like, who needs a helping hand and when it can come, you know, at the right time. So anytime I do do a big event, like, I make sure, I mean, we help a couple people out in the area. Hey, if Tom flies in from Maui and Jim from Michigan, uh, you know, you're going to set him up with a swag bag from Hugo Boss? I mean, how yes, good would Tom look from Hugo yeah. Boss? He would look great. Tom, you'd look fabulous. Jim, I like I like them. That's a big mar. That's a big brand. I know that you don't roll with anybody, anything but the high roller brand. <laughs> no, you, you know, all clothes are like I just like clothes that you know look well put together. I could get my whole outfit from the grocery store, and I still would be happy if it looked right. Well, good. I'm coming well, in. My wife says I need all the help I can get, man. I'll take what you got. <laughs> Let's go. Hey, Buster, good to talk to you. Good luck with the event. Uh, always enjoy you on the show. Uh, you're, you're one of the good guys in the league and a guy who's got a big-picture plan of life. So appreciate you telling us all about it. Buster Screen. Thanks for having me on. on the offseason program. Buster Screen, Bears defensive back, filling us in on Bears All Access. We're going to take a break. Rejoin Tom and Jim after this on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Final segment tonight of Bears All Access on your Monday night. Hope it's going well. Jeff Joniak along with Tom Thayer and Jim Miller. Uh, we just interviewed Buster Screen. And, fellas, uh, I always enjoy talking to him because he's going to give you an honest an answer, an honest analysis of his own uh, views on things, not just uh, his playing skills and where he's at, what he needs to work on, but just overall. Do you think his opinion about the collective bargaining agreement and what the knowledge is or what it isn't uh, is – more in line with a greater number of players than not. You know, I, I think it, Jeff, it's, it depends on what uh, side of the dividing line you're on. What do you consider in your life financial wealth for the remainder of your life, or what do you consider that building? Because there is a difference of opinion. You know, when we sat in that strike and, and started to have those long-term discussions, the upper echelon, the upper earners, they were in a whole different frame of mind in this strike. And so I, I think Buster's got a really clear view of it. He understands both sides of it. But I do think if you took a majority vote of all the players, they want to get this thing decided and keep keep this ball rolling. The worst thing that can you could ever do is get one or two guys to try to influence some type of work stoppage, and that is not good for anybody. Yeah, he's an older player. He's more mature. You know, it's two ends of the spectrum here. A young player like Javon Wims that maybe when you come into the league, you're not married, you don't have kids, and then, you know, a 10-year vet like uh, Buster Screen, you look at things a little bit different. You know, this this collective bargaining agreement does have pension increases for retired players. It will have more health benefits uh, for players because ultimately, you know, he's going to be a retired player as well. So I do think your your thoughts change and things take on uh, greater meaning just as the older you get, the more mature you get, and you start thinking about things after 
uh, football. And certainly your pension increasing significantly is going to be a big part of that. So as a young player, you, you kind of you just you think you're going to play 20 years, and that's just not the case. Again, pro football is really just a window. It's not a career. You know, it's uh, really a window to your next career and what you will be doing the next 20, 30 years of your life. And, and maybe, obviously, his uh, adventures with Hugo, Hugo Boss is something that, that he'll be doing uh, in the future away from football once he's retired. Which, which brings you to, to a, a topic like Eddie Jackson, for example. Eddie um, gets the new contract. It's a big contract, as was expected, and an important piece to the Bears' future, uh, not just on defense, but as one of the team leaders, uh, is a guy that people rally around in that locker room. And it's a great debate all the time about uh, yeah, when you're pressure-packed of playing for a new deal, when you've got that talent that you don't want to waste financially – and then after the contract, you know, is that pressure bigger? Is it harder? I mean, you can look at it from various ways. How do you guys look at the guys who get the big contracts in their first crack at it after being drafted? You know, you know, Jeff, last year I think Eddie Jackson had a lot of individual individual pressure on himself. He knew at what stage of his career he was. He knew he had to perform. He knew he had to stay healthy. And he knew he had to keep those eyes open of all the people that – enjoyed what he's done in the early part of his career. Now the deal is done. You got a lot of pressure on you from the team. And I think it's a different form of pressure because your salary is printed in the paper. Everybody knows what you're going to make. So now those plays that you were making as an unexpected young guy, now you got to make those same plays as a expected veteran paid guy. And I think with it comes expectation and the pressure to play and, and play well. And as we know, there's you know there's only a handful of guys on every team throughout the NFL that are going to get the high tier contracts, quarterbacks, you know your marked key go to receiver, etc. Pass rusher. I think everybody's aware of that. You know it's the other ninety percent of the guys that are that are on the roster that are fighting tooth and nail, and most of those guys are are the rank and file players. You know, so I think if you just look at this deal overall, I mean, do do the high money earners in the NFL need anything more? I think you would say no. You know, so they may begrudge the fact that they're going to play an extra game. I get it. I think we all get it. But that extra game alone literally could be a quarter of, a, you know, really a quarter of a player's earnings throughout his NFL career for the rank and file members. When you think about it, they're they're going to get an extra. Well, now they didn't even put a cap on it because it's going to be over two hundred and fifty grand uh, potentially for that seventeenth game. Um, so it's a big deal. Think about that. If the average career is let's just say four years, so if you were to have a lockout next year, a quarter of a player's playing career, his salary mm-hmm. would now void. So rank and file members don't want that. They don't want to lose a quarter of their earnings in a window that's already really small in terms of earning power, which is a very small window to earn it in. Jim, uh, I don't, you may have discussed this on your show today, but uh, there are players that you know are vocal on Twitter or any of the social media outlets and maybe seek outside opinion of legal perspectives that are not really aligned with the National Football League in terms of knowledge of what really goes on in football. It's just general knowledge. Sometimes 
that can be a dangerous proposition and give a, a false sense of what the reality of, of the of the contract that has been put for them to to review um, because it's so detailed and it could be interpreted many different ways. Did you find that? Have you talked about that? I've seen it today, you know, from several players around the league using other sources for explaining the deals. Well, sure. Yeah. I mean, but the players had something to do about that. I mean, they're the ones that voted into Morris Smith. So, I mean, they only have themselves to blame because um, they, they approved that vote. They voted on it and they have their leader. Um, and from that standpoint, I think for any player, probably their best resource is going to be their agent, their representation. Because I guarantee you, when those agents get that 456-page document, and as I mentioned, when they go to their client and they tell their client, hey, this is a good deal for you. You're the rank-and-file member of the NFL. Your salary is going to increase. This is good for you. Now, for the high-priced, top-tier players – they're giving obviously the opposite spectrum, where you know, say a guy's getting a million dollars a game, say an Aaron Rodgers, um, that's getting a million dollars a game. You know, he doesn't want to play another game, and he, I get it because he he can afford to not want to play in, in another game. But that's not true for all members. So I would think for the players, their best resource has to be an agent. When you get labor law lawyers like what say Russell Okun is getting involved with 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 Garagos, I mean then if, if he feels that Garagos should run for the NFLPA, hey, wait till that vote's open and Garagos can throw his name into the hat and we'll see who the players vote for at that point. I understand everything Jeff, uh, Jim is saying and he's got a good understanding of it. It's, you know, I think these guys right now, they're fortunate that they have quicker transfer of communication than we did back. And I hate to keep bringing up the, the old strike that we went through. But, you know, these guys, you know, they have a better uh, ability to communicate the information clear, more clearly and, and get a quicker response from it also. All right, let's talk uh, college draft. Uh, quick note uh, to a tag of Iloa, uh, apparently medically cleared for all football activity uh, after his uh, very serious leg injury or, excuse me, hip injury and expected to throw for teams, guys, on April 9th. Um, is, that, is that an important moment for this uh, potential top five pick? I, I definitely think it is. You know, I, you know, he's obviously gotten positive reviews uh, the whole way. He got a good MRI result down at the NFL Combine. But I do think this is what I'm wondering. He may give a workout on April 9th, but I still think, Jeff, that teams – are going to go want to go in and work him out individually. You know, is he cleared for that? Can he do it on back-to-back days in terms of an intense workout? I don't know if that's going to be the case yet cuz this is a significant injury and there are going to be teams that 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 come to pause of of whether they're going to select a player with this type of significant injury. They're going to have their medical doctors look at it and say, "Hey, is this going to be a degenerative condition?" Does he have seven years to play? Is it eight years to play? Uh, Pat brought it up. Pat Kerwin, obviously a former executive, brought up today. I can only recall one player ever coming back from this injury, and it was the linebacker for the Jets. And he said he was out basically two years, and it was Marvin Jones. He did come Mm -hmm. back and play, but it's a different position as a linebacker. There's a lot of rotation at the quarterback position in terms of the rotation of your hips. And believe it or not, for the listeners out there, a lot of ex-NFL quarterbacks, they have to have their hips replaced because of that rotation. So 
what is really the the damage or I should say the degenerative condition of that hip and a lot of it's going to be medically driven by your team doctors and how his results come back you know too Jim and Jeff is every time we talk about a quarterback that's going through a workout or going through his college day only report that comes back is goes okay he was 50 out of 56 we had all these passes that we're going to throw I think this is going to be more of an evaluation of his feet than his arm ability because you have a count, countless amount of throws to go back and look at at a college level if you think you need that 18-yard out or this perfectly timed pass. His judgment day is going to be his feet, his drop, his foundation, his ability to, like Jim said, to use his hips in his throwing motion. So, Gosh, it's it's kind of strange that we're going to be evaluating a quarterback more for what he's doing f- from the waist down rather than from the shoulders up. All right, I got to bring it up because um, it, it's it's yeah, you know, obviously it's becoming a a big thing uh, across Europe with the cancellation of sporting events and possibility of having games with no fans. Uh, I guess the NBA, MLB, NHL, MLS temporarily restricting locker room access for media uh, to uh, interview players to keep them as uh, safe as possible with the coronavirus. Um, when, the, when the league year starts, do you guys have any anticipation of what the NFL might be facing here? Because it's all eyes on the NFL all the time. So w- what they do is, is a significant aspect of sports, obviously. I mean, isn't it kind of what the world does up until that point? And then as things get closer, then you got to start making, you know, more clear-headed decisions. And I guess you're just going to have, you know, just have – it's kind of a wait-and-see scenario right now because, you know, it's it's so many months yet to come. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I think it's obviously good to be precautionary. I think there's only 100 cases in the whole United States, and of course there should be worry about it spreading. But, you know, just everything that I read and information you gather, um, it's good that it's warming up because I guess that is the the one thing in terms of the heat and, and how the this change of the seasons will probably be the best uh, bet to deter the, the virus as, as it currently sits because the warmer it is, uh, typically – um, from at least from what I gather and what I read about the virus, it really slows it down. Uh, so I think it's good to be precautionary. But again, I still think uh, you know there's no reason for panic because you know 100 cases. I'm not saying is a, is a, a good thing by by any means, but uh, I mean it could be a, a lot worse. But I think the weather changing and heating up will be a big factor in determining and hopefully can can get this thing uh, going in the right direction. All right, we got a minute and a half to go. We'll let you guys fly as uh, this week's uh, show coming to a close uh, with free agency now what, nine days away. Any uh, any final thoughts for the home stretch? I know we'll have one more show before that uh, kicks in, but uh, you know it could be could be delayed. Who knows with the CBA situation? But let's just say for uh, the sake of saying it, it'll all be a clear road. What do you think? You know, to me, it's just the interest in the quarterback position. Either the superstars to see where they're going to go or how these backups are going to filter to these other teams. You know, when you have former Heisman Trophy winners, first and second picks in the draft, other experienced vets, it's going to be interesting. I think uh, if it gets ratified on Saturday by the players, look forward to an exciting next week. Things are about to roll and explode because uh, that tampering window is open, and I think it'll be business as usual in the NFL. 
All right, fellas, appreciate it as always. For Tom and Jim, I'm Jeff Joniak. Thanks to Javon Wims and Buster Screen, as well as our producers, Julio Rosseo and Adam Staczynski. Hope you enjoy the program. We'll talk to you next week on Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening to this Chicago Bears Network presentation of Bears All Access. Podcasts are available on chicagobears.com and on iTunes or download the official Bears mobile app. Bears All Access has been brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by Miller Lite.